0: On this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and my psychic, Sam Robertson, we are talking about revival and community and why revival is not happening right now and the top things you need to know to steward the weight of the glory of God. See you on this episode. Hello family and friends in podcast land, what a joy to be with you once again. This is our favourite time where we just get to wax lyrical, share our lives, share what we hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, we don't take it lightly that you give of your time and your heart and your emotions to join us. We are very grateful for your standing with us, listening and journeying along. It is another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark and
1: sam robertson
0: i know sam it's that it's you and i we that just is. enjoy sitting having a wee witter we do. a wee witter is a scottish colloqu- colloquialism for a small chat, a chat. and uh, of course i'm back in my um, new house and we're talking about diy decoration because there is some need for some creative interior designs if you are an interior designer please offer your help i need some help. skilled help i know and actually we were talking about the wallpapers we grew up with yeah you had sam winnie the pooh winnie the pooh i was
1: obsessed really? Every, everything winnie the pooh winnie the pooh and barney i was really? obsessed as a child <laughs> yeah i know all the words that any barney song oh do you yes i've got them all on on video player still at I, Mom and that Dad's does house.
0: date you i'm too old for barney the oh, dinosaur I'm
1: obsessed with winnie the pooh And with Barney.
0: Can we sing a wee song now? What
1: I love. I can't sing, but.
0: No, uh, no. yeah, I know. I
1: love you, you love me. (laughs) We had a happy family. Oh
0: yes, Barney the Dinosaur. I just to remember. Green, yeah. I did, I said, it, it, my children watched Barney, but then I have children who are very close in age to you. Um, if all the raindrops were lemon drops and gum drops oh what a rain! That would be. Is that not? just yes. thought not a Barney song? Yes. Sorry, I'm sorry if yeah. your ears are now bleeding.
1: Producer Todd is giving us the wink to move on. <laughs> yes, Producer
0: Todd is yes, enough of the song. <laughs> or, I do remember Winnie the Pooh here in the Hundred Acre Wood. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't really remember much of Winnie the Pooh because that was when I, I moved on to Barney. I graduated. It uh, did you, Okay. Yes, but, but Winnie wallpaper. the Pooh was my wallpaper.
0: David, my husband's wallpaper was um, the Jungle Book. Was it? Yeah, Roger Kipling. So anyway, so but but none of these things, none of these things are making the cut. We no. are beyond that. We are nearly fifty years old, and we are looking for sophistication and the end of dado rails. Yes, right. <laughs> I do quite And
1: just into sea life wallpaper potentially.
0: I saw jellyfish wallpaper. I know it's vacuous and you're here to listen to deeply spiritual things, but can you imagine a whole wall of just jellyfish on the wallpaper? It, Todd producer Todd, producer Todd is nodding. Producer Todd is nodding. Producer Todd, yes. He likes it, the idea of approved by approved. producer Todd. <laughs> We can producer have. Todd, approved. Todd, we'll have a producer. Todd, Todd, we'll have a wee plaque approved by Todd. Yeah,
1: my producer Todd.
0: Sam, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about community.
0: <laughs> Sorry, there is some words that Sam says in a truly Northern Irish accent. I don't know how. And one of them, I don't know how you landed on them, but one of them is the word community. 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 So community. And that sounds like an old fashioned, painful concept. Oh, my friend. We need to
1: regain the word. (laughs) We really do. (laughs) Okay.
0: I think we are fed up standing alone. Yeah. I think standing alone is a horrible thing. And we have done it many years, but worse than standing alone is to stand alone in church. I think standing alone is one thing in your own house.
1: Totally. I think
0: standing alone in the amongst the people of God is almost unbearable. Absolutely. And we've all done it. And to be together, but separate, yeah. to be in the same room worshipping, but scattered from each other, geographically close, where you can put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you, but you're not really together, I think is a grief a deep deep grief to us all and if you were live with me I would be saying type in the comments if you have stood in a church where you are with people and you felt the most yeah. isolated and lonely you'd ever felt and all of you nearly yeah. apart from those still under a spirit of deception would type
1: totally I, mean, I think we've even got to change our language though because community I mean as much as we say it it's I think it's quite unhelpful um, because we've so stripped it of its power, we've made community in a Northern Irish accent. We've made it about project work and reaching out or yes. um, or fulfilling roles for one another and, and fulfilling responsibilities. God and his kingdom is much more about togetherness belonging and those sorts of words I think we need to start to perpetuate because if you compare heaven and our experience or if you compare heaven and even hell heaven is the most intense belonging togetherness experience imaginable we are all one in Christ whereas hell on the other hand will be isolated it will be the most disconnected experience and and think about some of the verses about heaven and about what is to come how does it make you feel after these things i look and behold a great multitude which no one could number all nations tribes people and tongues standing before the throne Sorry, and before the lamb that, that's revelation 7 9 to 10. Yeah. how does that honestly make you feel oh my goodness heaven is a as is a, is a place of of intense togetherness and belonging
0: here's the deal And pin back your lug holes, as my father used to say. In other words, open your ears. You will not survive this next season unless you change how you think about your need for other people. Yeah. You will not survive. Mm -hmm. You will not taste the glory of God in the full way. You will not break through in worship you will not become what you are called to become if there is not a significant shift in you in me in sam in producer todd regarding our thought about community and other people absolutely and look You can switch this podcast off and go, I know, I know about community. Uh, 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 Give me something I don't know. You know, and you can pull a face. And I absolutely get that. But here is the deal. If it now does not cost you, I would go as far as to say there is no blessing. Mm -hmm. If it does not put you out and you don't change behavior in some way to embrace another life, to feed another life, and I don't mean feedback, giving money kind of one step removed or to worship with people in your home mm. to eat around your table. I actually don't think we're going to survive. It is deeply, deeply troubling yeah. in terms of what it's going to ask from us. It is a Absolutely. collectivist capability and God is going to do things in cohorts of strategists. In groups of people where he will put glory and rich understanding. And they're going to emerge this year. And actually, God is not just birthing one or two people. He's establishing groups right across the board. Where we change the assumption. Where we think of ourselves as an I. And we think of ourselves as a group. Can I say this? No longer... Is it about me filling my own potential? It's about us filling our collective potential. It is not the day to think about my ministry. Yeah. We will be identified, I believe, by what we share with others, and redefined by by core group identity.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I was doing some research around this. There's a Dutch social psychologist, Hofstede, is his name, and he's measuring. Um, individualism markers in about 53 nations this the stats sam would blow your brain the three most individualistic nations in the world are drum roll can you guess the three most individualistic nations before i let you know would the uk be one the great britain is in in the top three yeah Mm. where else america yes america's number one I was actually surprised by what the third one was. I thought it would be.
1: Oh, you've got my mind ticking. Yeah,
0: yeah. English speaking again, but...
1: English speaking? Yeah. Australia?
0: Yes. Did you get those three straight yeah. off? Yeah. Oh, we well, I, it ha- I had
1: two in my mind. And then when you said... English
0: speaking. English yeah, speaking. Uh, it, it goes in the order. United States, Australia, and Great Britain. Um, now, interestingly, their individual individualism, sorry, markers, their scores weren't just furthest away from global norm mm. their scores were actually more than double oh global norm. in other words wow. those three nations by default
1: are, are so
0: far away from what god wow. is asking us to become yeah. that i think we're going to find this a great challenge we are moving from be your own man be your own woman yeah. to becoming the people of god
1: totally and i think you know reflecting on this our language in the church can be so unhelpful and let me just take one phrase that I think we say all the time and we say it really well meaningly actually I think that Mm -hmm. sometimes but it's not within the balance of being a people together and it's this whole thing that we like to say to one another well god can meet all your needs god can meet all your needs yes and whilst that may be true spoken to someone who's in a loneliness crisis or spoken to someone who feels that disconnect it can feel really really cheap actually and almost like a like like a slap across the face i actually think more than that it can become spiritual jargon that lets us as the church us as people part part of the church off the hook from basic duties where we're meant to care for one another and be to one another be for be, be for one another what we need and God absolutely can meet all of our needs, but He's asked us to be part of how that's worked out in I one mean. another's lives. And I think that whole idea of I can live my I can live the perfect life with God independently from other people. I can know God fully independently from other people. I can experience God fully independently from other people. God is shifting even our experience of that because God it, it, it is a community unity he is by yes. nature a community and he says in genesis 1 let us make mankind in our image and it's it's wrong even to think well me i'm in the image of god fully myself you know i can just be that to everyone and we understand the premise of you know decreeing that over ourselves for a sense of identity but we all carry parts of who god is yes and our job is i think then to bring <laughs> If I could say it kind of like like this, like my image with your image and with your image. Yes. And, and that's then why I believe, you know, John 17, Jesus says it's when we're together, when we're one, then the world will know that Jesus was sent and that he loves. I think the
0: problem perhaps with those three nations, Great Britain, the uh, US and Australia is they're actually quite generous nations there's a fair amount of entrepreneurial philanthropy and we appreciate i mean i love that particularly about america when i go there there's a yeah. the level of entrepreneurial philanthropy that, that is brilliant actually we really honour that L- less so in great britain and um, i don't know enough about australia uh, to comment but i do think there is a sense that well if i if i look after myself and i earn well i will take responsibility for community by generous giving. giving and I actually think that misunderstands the point of community. Now, I think there is a part where I must give. C- clearly I sow and I give and um, I lay uh, my finances at the apostles' feet like we read in the New Testament. I think it's too one step removed yeah. and that is where it falls apart. It costs us. But it costs us financially, it doesn't actually cost us emotionally and relationally. And I think relationships and community done well is the greatest reward of our lives, but it is initially an emotional and a relational price that you pay, Mm. not just a financial price that you pay.
1: Totally, because it's one step removed and it can almost make you think you don't need the relational proximity yes. that actually Christ requires of us y-
0: yes and I do I really want to be very firm with this I know that prophets tend to be give us grace it is my friends a day where I actually don't think you and I will be trusted by God to host his glory if we don't get this you can run in and out of every church service and be shouted at about revival and travailing prayer and there's a place for all of that you can pour yourself out individually in worship till the cows come home you can generously put money in the offering plate and please continue to do that but i actually believe that god is saying you want my glory you will only get it in a certain way. Mm. I will only do it in a certain way. Mm. You want a breakthrough? It will only come in a certain way. And that sense of, I will put it in small rooms. God does great things in in small small rooms. rooms. I will put it in the small rooms of really the togetherness of community where you are relationally and emotionally stretched Mm. and then woven together. Mm. And I think that that is where God is saying, Look, you can listen to this and switch off and not like it as we come to the end of this this particular podcast. But let me tell you this. Let these truths ring in your ear, my dear friends, because I don't want you to miss out. Mm hmm. And if you are still in 18 months time doing what you were doing 18 months ago, which is what you're doing today, crying for a move of God and wondering why the fullness of revival is not here. Mm -hmm. And actually, you just keep the same thing going with more and more exuberant ways of revivalist communicating. You're on the cusp, you're on the cusp, you're on the cusp, you're on the cusp, you're on the cusp of a move. How many times can you hear that? And no prophets say to you, you do know that we are the problem. Yeah. You do know that it doesn't matter how loud an individual shouts. If you can't become the living stones fitted together, yeah. there is no container in the world Come on. that you can create by yourself that will host his glory. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How can you host my glory when you can't even host each other? Um, and the need for uh, practically I, as, this is as much I'm- about conversation as I, it is about yeah, being in each is. other's and homes i
0: actually do believe you know we looked at some of the moves of god in the past that certainly that i've lived through um and the stories from other moves of god that predate me and they do all fizzle out and they do they come and they go and they have a they have a shelf life and we look over our shoulders and we want them again legitimately we want god to do it again and we pray those prayers do we it do. again and we bask in those glories but can i tell you what any move of God that my hands have touched or that I've been near to or that I've been a prophet advisor to in more recent times, everybody in it is exhausted and everybody is it is physically burnt out. And it becomes about a small number of people running around hosting an event
1: mm-hmm.
0: every day of the every week. Time. Now, there is a place, I think, for coming into a, a well, to be well watered and to touch that but can I tell you, it became more about a small, exhausted, unsustainable group wow. than it ever did about community. Wow, wow, wow. And I think that's why it burns out. And so I kind of feel like God is is saying to us, look, I'm just not going to do it that way. And I'm not going to pour it into a group of people who are not in a community yeah. because he's going to repeat what we saw. And then nine times out of 10, I'll tell you what happens. And you guys all know this. The leader is exhausted the leader is burnt out, the worship team are fried because they're hosting what we think is a move of God when I actually think it's parking out at a shallow, muddy puddle of the glory of the God. And then they stumble because they need comfort because we legitimately all need comfort, but there's not the time to source comfort in the right places, which is time off and Mm -hmm. rest and time with your family. So they source comfort in quick sexual gratification or you know in feathering their own s financially because they can and nobody no Christian leader starts out with that as, an, as aim. an intention no Christian leader does but they want comfort and they get isolated because of the fast-paced life of that revival in our historical context of it demands and can I say God will simply not listen it does not matter how much a revivalist is telling you it's here it's now how much a prophet is telling you it's here at mm. night and I am one of those prophets who said that, if we do not get that yeah. this comes in our togetherness, God can't put his weight on it.
1: Absolutely. The offer of it is here and now, and the opportunity yes. of it is here and now. What isn't determined is our response on how we're gonna host them and how we're gonna host his glory. And let me tell you, I can I, I can see where it's gonna be the heavy heaviest. It's not gonna be the heaviest in polished church services or in beautiful buildings. His glory, let me prophesy, will be the heavy heaviest around dining room tables and in living rooms and small spaces where truly people are knitted together in belonging.
0: I actually would go as far as to say, Sam, we have demons on the brain when we talk about revival. Totally. Because we misunderstand how God turns up. Absolutely. Demons on the brain, there's a thought. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> why do we ha- why do we do this to ourselves this straight talking? Because we love you guys. Yeah. And because I don't want you to be ignorant. Absolutely. I want you to know and and perceive as best as we can uh, communicate it with you what god is doing in this hour Mm. so i bless you yeah i bless you to be brave and i bless you to pay the price for connection relationship and emotional vulnerability and i also bless you to pay with philanthropy wealth yeah but do not be deceived that that is where it begins or ends absolutely so until next time and what the prophets say we bless you, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, scots.com, where you can download my e-course... The Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.